Hello, Fight and Sight fans, viewers, and listeners. I am your guest co-host for the day, Reggie and Law. I'm a commercial litigator in the United States, and I'm new to fighting, but I am so excited to learn everything I can, and I'm actually going to take some self-defense myself here coming up, so I'm excited to share that, hopefully, with you guys. And as always with me, your host, Timmy B. Hi, Timmy. Hello. How are you, Reggie? Good. And before we start, please take a moment and follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're using right now. And please leave a five-star review, rating, and comment. And on today's episode, we are going to talk with a young man who is making his amateur MMA debut. We're going to discuss healthcare for fighters, censorship in MMA, excuse me, and a whole lot more. All right, Tim, hit it. All right, our guest today is a young fighter training out of Gooch Training Academy in California with a perfect 3-0 record in amateur Muay Thai, including an impressive 100% finishing rate. He's set to make his amateur MMA debut at Up Next Fighting's The Rising Stars of UNF event in Burbank, California, Sunday, October 23rd. Just in time for Halloween, we have the Slim Reaper. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Ray Roland. Ray. Thanks for having me. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I've been talking to you for a long time, so I'm excited to have you. Yes, yeah. I'm (laughs) excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. It's a blessing. That's awesome, man. Now... I notice you're fighting at UNF, and yes, in a sir. lot of in a lot of your posts and stuff, you are branded out with UNF. Yeah, like you're representing this uh, company pretty good. What's the deal here with UNF? Uh man, you know, it's just um, they really they really like promote us super hard, and you know they're they're a great promotion. They're actually like new, so everything you know we're all everything is building up together. They promote us, we promote them. You know, it's vice versa, and um, yeah, they're a great promotion. I love them. I'm rocking with them. They're also they're also a um, pro promotion as well. Nice. So you know, that's that's actually a good look as well. But um, yeah, man, UNF is a great promotion, and yeah, we just promote super hard. So I'm representing just like they represent me. I'm gonna represent them. That's good, buddy. I'm so happy to hear it. Now I know Reggie's having a little bit of technical issues in seeing and hearing you. So I'll lead this and Reggie, when you can hear and see him, come on and chip on in. Uh, Slim Reaper, who is the Slim Reaper? Uh, first of all, how did you get that awesome nickname? That nickname is wicked. I need to know. Uh, my, my, my dad, so it was after my third fight, you know, I was, I was rocking with like anything really. Like I used to say the nightmare and then like, you know, my dad one day just brought up to me one morning after the fight, the next morning we went out to eat. And he just was like, um, man, like, what did you think about, like, the Slim Reaper? He's like, you know, you, you got, you kind of skinny, you know what I'm saying? You're a skinny guy. And then you just, like, you know, you got, like, you just take souls from these guys when you step in the, you know, the uh, the cage with these guys, octagon, whatever, the, the uh, ring. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm, you know, I'm here to do that type of things to, you know, like, devastate my opponent. And, um yeah, so my dad just was just like, I think you should rock with the Slim Reaper. I like that for you. And I was like, mm, yeah, I think I like it too. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just went with it. But that's how it, my dad gave me the idea, honestly. Hey, man, I love it. And I love that your dad gave you the name because that's pretty cool, you know. So, like, for the for yeah. your entire fighting career, you know, that's going to be an homage to your father. I love it. Now, we uh, have a page that we work with, MMA Social Squad. Anybody that comes on our page knows and sees their artwork and stuff. They did some artwork for you, so I want to put it on the screen. I'm going to send this to you as well. But here's a nice. couple of shots. Oh, that's of- cool. That's oh, cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, then- my God gosh <laughs> and here's another one this one's in red they gave a little bit of a different tint to it mm. i like both of them man ah, those are good they're both dope yeah oh man awesome. them, them are dope i'm gonna i'm gonna send that to you man i know they appreciate it. they do great work um slim reaper we've had a lot of like amateur fighters on the podcast 
and we're yes, you know talking about like their career and how important it is. You're three and zero in Muay Thai, going into your amateur MMA bout. Guys, go follow Rayshon on his Instagram. I'm gonna put your uh, Instagram down at the bottom. It's at Nusky135. So go follow him there. Your training is legit. You don't look like a typical amateur fighter. Definitely not an O and O amateur fighter. How important is it? How important is it for you to win? I know this is a stupid question, but how important is winning? Oh man, winning is everything. Like we we don't want to be no loser in life, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 really a big thing. And um, you know, I grew up playing football. So like I grew up playing football my whole life. I went to Montana University, you know. Um and I I I got that experience, you know, and losing just don't feel good. Like Nobody wants to lose. And then especially in the sport like fighting, where it's just you in there, you have nobody to look like, oh, like you didn't do your job, so we lost. It cost the team. Like, nah, you got to do – it's it's all on you in there. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying, like two alpha males going in there, competing against each other. You know, nobody wants to be a loser. I mean, it's just – win is just so important to me. You know, I look back at my son, everything else, like if I lose, I feel like I failed him. So. That's how, that's my mentality. That's how I go in thinking, you know, winning is everything to me. Nice, man. I like that because um, I just feel like that's very important in today's society, in today's world. You know what I mean, Reggie? Like you got to have that winning, you got to have that winning mentality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rayshon, with your team, you're at GTA, Gooch Training Academy. Academy. Training Academy. Tell me about them and how are they supporting you and your growth as a fighter? Oh man, it's, it's words can't even explain. I came in there, believe this, believe it or not, I have some videos that I'm gonna post later on, um, just for, to, to show my progress. But you know, I came in there, I don't even know how to, I mean, I already knew how to like, obviously just throw my hands, obviously like uh, average person, but like, I didn't even know how to throw, throw a kick I didn't know anything about wrestling, jiu-jitsu, I, you know, and they helped me, they they build it, they turned me into the monster I am, like the monster I'm, I am today. And um, not even just fighting though, it's more like like outside of the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's deeper than that. Like I'm around, all my peers, our coach got this, like this thing where like good vibes only. Like if you, if you come in there and you don't have a good vibe, you can't connect with everybody, which is a be almost impossible. You got to be completely like a mad person just to come in our gym and not like anybody. Like everybody in there is just so great and they help each other. You know, sometimes I didn't, I needed things. I got, you know, teammates that was always there to help me support, like to, to like come support me. Um, just, you know, everything. Like right now I was out, I got off work, went home, showered came um me and my boy was just doing a little working out a little bit we're about to run and i hopped on a podcast and i didn't like really have nowhere to go like that right now i I live 30 (laughs) minutes back home so i'm like oh man i'm like right now so i was like okay um and my boy like hey just come to my house so like we're we're here chilling it's a regular thing you know it's just it's love it's like a family so it's it's it's, they helped me a lot couldn't be here without them that's awesome man and at gta which coincidentally, I live in Toronto, Canada, and we call Toronto the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. So oh, wow. that's why I'm like, I feel like we're connected, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah, we are, man. <laughs> in your gym, is there anyone? I don't know how to say this, but is there anyone famous? Like, are do does that gym have professional fighters around you? Who who um, are you with? Anybody? Um, really, like it just be we don't have any professional fighters like that. It's just our coach. And then, like, we have, we have, actually, we have a lot of professional fighters come in, you know, you get work with us as well. Like, you know, my guy, Rick, he's fighting in a uh, combate. Oh, you know, nice. I think, he's, I think he's about, like, three and one. That's his record, three and one. You know, he's doing, he's a monster. He comes in there, he gives us work. You know, my coach, I have some guys that he know come in and give us work. And then our amateur team, to be honest, if you ask me, most of these guys should be pro already. These dudes yeah. are they, like the team is like the amateur. You see our amateur team, you be like, oh man, these dudes are yeah, these dudes are legit. Like we get some great work in there, but yeah, we just you know 
we keep us around and then they come into the gym, they just give us work, you know, roll with us, spar with us, push us, and then um just work with us, run with us and everything like that. So we just, you know, that's that's about it. But really we just <laughs> He's got another phone call. Hold on. That is what happens when you're uh it does on these uh web things. Hold on one sec, he'll be back. <laughs> I like it though, you know, when you're at these gyms. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hold on, you're <laughs> he's talking to someone on the thing. If you're on audio only, that's okay. You're on mute though. I can't hear you. Hold on, hold on. He's Talk. got someone talking to him. He's he's working deals. He's got stuff going on. I'm multitasking. You, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he's at a at a young gym though. I love it. I love it. Hold on, he's figuring out the mute button. There we go. I'm hot. Right. Yeah, we got. You. Sorry about that. No worries, no worries. It's, it's, the, wifey, it's the wifey, man. Oh, well, better answer it, man. Off the box. You I, I got I got my boy calling her right now. <laughs> She's like, "Where are you?" Yeah. Uh, all right, Rayshawn. I'm glad that you're at a young gym because the thing about young gyms is that they work together hard, like you're saying, right? If everyone's there trying to build one another up, I love that Correct. because you know you're growing and, and strong. And so GTA is going to be a gym that we're going to look out for, man. And one of the yeah, questions, one of the questions I always ask our guests is, who's someone that you know that I should have on this podcast? Someone that's cool to talk to, fun to talk to. Like from my gym. Uh, oh, well, sure. Why not promote someone for you? A killer. I want someone that's good, man, because I want good oh, people, you know? Man, I, man, it's, it's so many names. I, 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 can, I can send you a list. Send me a but, list. Um, you, you sure? I, I, I can, a list or just Dude, one person? Yeah, give me one person now, but then send me the list later. Give me okay. one person. Um, one person, um, one of my teammates. Uh, let's see. First off, I'll say, dang it, man, it's so hard. Because uh, <laughs> everyone you don't say is going to beat you up in sparring. Yeah, yeah that's true. You might have to fight <laughs> I know. I mean, first off, like, honestly, um, I think a good podcast would be with my coach. Yeah? Cool, man. And uh, who's your coach? Shout him out. Who's your coach? Uh, coach Rob Goose, uh, the owner, you know, GTA, the guy that helped me start from the ground and we still building. Um, yeah, that, that's that's. For sure, like really right. like a lot of other guys too, but that's the guy you like. I think you guys should get on this. All right, He's cool, very, man. Very cool guy. Very cool guy. All right. Now here's a question I have to ask you before I before I let you go. I don't want to keep you too long. Reggie yeah, comes on Reggie comes on the podcast. She's the first time guest co-hosting, right? But look, yeah. she's got she's got style for days. Her hair is looking good. <laughs> that's right? for sure. That's All right. For sure. <laughs> you my friend, have a very unique haircut. Oh, yeah. What's going on with the haircut and the back? I like what? I've never seen this before, and I'm looking at your videos, and I see a very unique haircut. Can you explain this haircut, my friend? Um, Man, that's crazy. Um, I get this a lot. I get this a lot. It's it's, a, it's an old school haircut. It's called a shag. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's way out. I, I don't even think I was born when they was like rocking this back in the day, but you're a um, trendsetter. I, you're a trendsetter. You started it. <laughs> yeah, bringing it back, yeah, I gotta, baby. I gotta bring it back, you know. History always repeat itself, man. So, now, can you hold on? Can you yeah. show it in the camera here? Come a little bit closer and show in the camera. I got you. All right, all right. It's not, <laughs> you see it? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. It's like, it's like, it's like a thicker in the bottom. I love it. Yeah. It's like, it's just really, I got to like, I'm just all over the place because I'm training. It's fight week. But I usually like comb it out. I'm going to paint it a different color this fight. Oh, I love you know, I'm going to dye it a different color. So like every fight I change colors. Nice, man. Uh, the the uh, page that I was, that did the artwork for you, MMA Social Squad, they asked an amazing yeah. question of one of our guests. And I want to kind of ask this question to guests in the future. What is... Um, when is the point in your fighting career when you think you'll have made it? What is that moment that you look forward to, or has it already happened? But what uh, is that definitely moment? Not. Definitely, definitely not. Right. not right now. Good answer. Even, Good answer. Not even close. <laughs> not um, even close. Honestly, um, and that's a great question. Um, 
I, I really don't. I wonder when I feel like I made it is when I'm like, like, almost want to say when I'm walking away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't want to, even if I get to the UFC, you know, and all this stuff and I get far wherever I, you know, wherever God takes me, I don't want to be at the top of the top and then just feel like I made it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you didn't make nothing. You still got to. So honestly, like when I'm like, okay, like now I'm starting to get walk away from it. I'm, you know, getting a little older. My time's getting up. Then that's when I feel like I, you know, I've made it. Cause then at that time I know that I'm smart enough that I'll be, you know, set for life in situations and, you know, being smart with my money or whatever the case is, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, towards the end, when I'm done with it, that's when I make that decision that I made it. Damn, that's a good answer. That's the best answer I've had to that question so far, Reggie. That was, that's, yeah. that's insightful advice for life, though. As long as you can keep learning a lesson and keep trying, like, yeah. nothing's perfected, you know? Mm-hmm. You going and progressing. I love it. Yeah, Facts. you know what? I don't want people to get mad at me, but I hate that uh, phrase, it's okay to not be okay. Oh, yeah, you I'll know? tell you about that. Yeah. And I, and, for, and I know that I'm going to get some people mad. I don't know. But... I feel like the phrase should be, it's not okay to not be okay. Because to what you're saying, Rayshon, it's like, if you can keep growing and keep improving and keep changing, do that, man. Exactly. Focus on that. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree with you on that. So yeah. they can okay, be mad well. at me as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, if I've got the Slim Reaper in my corner, Reggie, I feel like I'm pretty well protected. Yeah, I think you're good. I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Rayshon, yeah. what is no. the goal here after the fight at UNF on October 28th, October 28th, what is yeah. the goal after this fight? Do you continue to fight for UNF? Is it a different promotion? What's your, what's your deal here with UNF? Um, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm rocking with UNF. Um, you know, be back in the gym. I go in here, you know, whatever happens, happens, go in here and make it happen. Um, and yeah, just you know, I'll be I'll I'll be back on the UNF card again, and just you know, just work my way up with them. I like this promotion, it's, you know, I, they it's it makes us feel like like home. You know what I'm saying? Like we feel loved, and you know, it's at the end of the day, it's all you know a, a big old like a big thing. You know what I'm saying? And I love it, so I don't want to really you know. I got promotions that I done reached out to and. It's like, ah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then I got some that, I got a lot of other promotions that really, like, you know, mess with me. And UNF is the, the best one by far. So, yeah, I'm going to rock with them. Nice, man. I'm happy for it, buddy. I'm happy that you found a good promotion, that you're, that you're excited to work for them. Um, the fights that you've had that I see on your Instagram, you're fighting in, like, decent-sized crowds, man, in, like, decent-looking arenas. Like, you're... You're like I said at the beginning, like you don't look like an amateur fighter. You look like a young pro. It looks like you're setting yourself up really well. Um, if when people are going to how do people watch your fight? What's how, how can people see you fight? Do you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like as far as like, you know, like how, how do they come watch me? Yeah. Yeah. Like how do we how do we watch you fight? Is it on pay-per-view? Is it on like do oh, stream it? what's the way I, I can get a stream for you guys i think we have a stream for you guys that i'll send to you for sure if i get that if they have a stream i'm definitely going to send it to you like i have to all right you gotta nice. see this and you then let me this. and then let me know because i want to share it with people so that people can like figure out how to watch your fight right and support Most definitely. you exactly uh, what how are you going to finish the fight rachel obviously it's not going to go to decision how are you going to your 100 percent finishing rate Oh right, yeah, which is, which is super yes. important. Yes, That's sir. what I That's love. Correct. I love finishes. Rayshon, how do you finish this fight in your first MMA? What are you doing? Um, I, honestly, I'm just I'm gonna go out there and you know we've been working on a lot, a lot of different things, so we're ready for whatever. But um, I'm going in there to take this guy heads off. You know, I don't want to say too much, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up in there and and. and and you know he's gonna know that he's in a fight. That's then that's for sure, you know. And I I, I think this fight ends in a knockout, KO. Damn that's, right. That's right. <laughs> I like I like that confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And uh, who's walking with you to the cage? Who's walking? Who who walks with you? Um, just my my coaches. 
Okay. My two coaches that I have, Coach Rob and Coach Chris. Okay, nice. So your two coaches walk with you. You don't have any family with you or anything like that? Uh, no, nah, I don't have my, I mean, like my, my girlfriend and stuff like that on my family, but they're going to be in the stands, like, you know, VIP section and they got a lot of them type of tickets, cage size. So it's going to be dope, you know, nice. so they're going to be right there. When I walk out, they're going to like be seeing me, you know, so. What's that just, like you know, walk, walking out when people are, I mean, what, what's that feeling like the first time? What was it like? Um, like, honestly. Okay. So Muay Thai, you know, that's a little different from the, the MMA walkout. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't I haven't did the MMA walkout yet. I'm about to I'm experienced that. I'm definitely will let yeah. you guys know how that felt. But when I walk out with Muay Thai, like man, it's just like everything just just flying out the window. Like just your feelings, everything is just go out like. Because I honestly, when I'm when I'm walking down, I be like I I get this weird feeling, and it's just just it's just normal to me. It's just how I feel. But I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I think I would, excuse my language, but I'd just be like, I think I want to turn around. I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> and as I get closer and closer, though, like, it, I get more. And then when, when I'm, like, locking eyes with my opponent, like, it's just like, all right, let's do it. We're here. Game but on. <laughs> I, yeah. It's 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 nerve-wracking, though, making that walk. It's, it's very nerve-wracking. Like, I don't, I don't even see the people. My mom was like, I was calling your name. Like, I didn't even notice. <laughs> like. I'm yeah, not now, man. not now, mom. I've got something to do. I got someone to knock. Yeah. It. Hold on one second. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but it's it's a good feeling though. There's nothing like it because you uh-huh. definitely miss it after. You be like, man, I want to do that again. So, nice. you're excited for your first MMA walk on. You gonna do anything? No. Uh, <laughs> choreography, dance choreography. Uh, man, I I I might break a dance after if I if I if I when I get this KO. Um. I, I'm definitely got a little dance for the for the crowd, so nice. Uh, nice. It's gonna be funny. But my walk around, just keep it composure. You know, just stay. I'm gonna keep it calm. Keep just first one. You know, building just building my confidence all over again. Just in the MMA, in the MMA world. You know, so yeah, it's like I'm starting from the bottom again. You know, yeah. Like I'm back to O and O. So it's time to grind, and it's my time. That's right, buddy. All right, Ray Sean Roland, the Slim Reaper. Man, I wish I should have had that nickname growing up because I'm a thin. <laughs> I might steal it if I need to change my nickname at some point. I may yeah, do that. We can share it, man. I may do that. Uh, <laughs> technically, though, my nickname given to me by one of the guys at my gym is Timbo Slice. So I'm, I stick with that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that, man. Kim Kimbo was one of my favorite fighters, man. So when that guy gave me that name, man. I like it. Uh, that guy's amazing. Ray Sean, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say to your friends, family, viewers, listeners? Uh, I just want to say, you know, um, I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me and uh, everybody for pushing me. I definitely want to give a big shout out to Fight Fighting Sight Podcast. Um, you know, big shout out to. Um, Reggie, right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no. You were, you were amazing, Reggie. Like both of you guys were. And I, it was just an honor to like, you know, be on you guys' show. Really, um, really blessed, you know, for that. So big shout out to everybody that supported me and you know, showing me love. And um, we all working. We all working and we all got somewhere to be, and that's to the top. That's right, buddy. I love your confidence. I love your positivity. Reggie, before we let him go, is there anything that you want to say to him? No, I'm just ex- – look, I'm, I'm going to be watching for that dance, though, so please send the link. So <laughs> I got you. I want to <laughs> – I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Rayshon, so again, just so that people know, okay, so he is fighting at Up Next Fightings, the Rising Stars of UNF event in Burbank, California, Sunday, October 23rd. Go follow our buddy, the Slim Reaper, at Nusky, N-U-S-K-I-E-135 on Instagram. He's got a great page. Go follow him. Lots of great training videos. Rayshon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know we've been talking for a long time. You are definitely a friend of the podcast. We will talk about you all the time. My friend, come back on the podcast anytime you want. You reach out and tell me you're on the podcast with us. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, man.
Take care, man. Go kick some ass. Yeah. And then we'll see you again. I got you. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. All righty. All right, Reggie. Very cool. (laughs) What a cool dude, man. You were okay at the end? Like, it started to click in and... Yeah, I could finally hear and see him again. And I was like, all right, we're back in business. <laughs> all right, that's great. Hey, thank you for that. Great first interview. He was very impressed with you. He commented on your interviewing skills. Yeah, well, thank you. That was nice of him because we were having technical difficulties. So, you know, you can't always hear very well, but we tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's a good dude, man. This kid, I really hope for him. I really like about what he's talking about. About I That answer to that question, perfect, right? When right. will I have made it? When I'm, at, when I'm done. Right, right. right. Meaning I haven't made it until I've reached conclusion, until I'm done. Right, right. And it, it gives you kind of an insight as to, you know, even though like people from the outside look at him as, you know, this really amazing fighter, like in his mind, he's still got a long way to progress. And that just kind of tells you, you know, these professional athletes, people fighting in the professional circuit, it's they themselves as pros believe that they have work to do. So, you know, that's yeah. a good message, I think, to youth too. Like, you don't just get perfect after years and years. I mean, it, it, it's an art. It, it's yeah. a process. Yeah, you should never be happy, right? right? Never be happy. Never be content with where you're at in life and training and in your martial arts or whatever you're doing in your job, right? Like, right. always strive to be that little bit better. Now, at the bottom of the screen, I've now got your handle going across right so it's at reggie underscore in underscore law right right and now really though people should be following you on tiktok that's where you're most active right yes yeah on tiktok mostly and uh we we do a little bit of snark and law (laughs) yeah yeah it's fun it's fun I, i i'm i'm a little sarcastic but it's a good medium for to follow me anyway <laughs> yeah yeah no good so hey guys if you like reggie which of course you will please go follow her at reggie in law and that's on instagram as well as tiktok right correct yeah all right now yeah. friends of the podcast update i always like to do that um which rayshawn is now definitely a friend of the podcast what a good guy mm-hmm. i do want to say both my last two guests Albert Ochoa and Brady Bunch both fought at the last celebrity boxing event just last weekend. They both won their fights. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations to both of them. Of course they won their fights. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do want to say, here's a picture actually of one of our favorite guests of the podcast. And this is Ty Shea, Tyler Schaefer. There she is chewing on her gold medal. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love right. it. <laughs> so she won, she won gold at a jiu-jitsu tournament. So I just want to give her a shout out. She's been a guest. She's been a co-host. She's amazing, Tai Shea. So congratulations, Tai Shea. And then I normally don't promote other podcasts on this podcast. But Katharina Leaner was a very, very cool guest. She was very funny, very cool. She's a friend of the podcast. She's on this week's or last week's Sex and Violence podcast with our former guest as well, Ashley Evans-Smith. Now, that podcast, Reggie, it's Mm -hmm. very risque. (laughs) Have you ever listened to that podcast? I have not, but now I want to. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Hey, hey, calm down. Just listen to Fight and Sight. But (laughs) Katharina Leaner is on uh, the Sex and Violence podcast. And when Mm -hmm. she was on our podcast, she started to talk about her OnlyFans and stuff. So, uh, you know, you may want to go check out that podcast after you listen to ours, but she's going to be there that week. And I, we love that girl. So uh, good luck to her and everything she does. Anyways, we want to support that. Guys, if you're here because of Sean, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Please follow and subscribe to us down below. You'll see the links and everything. Leave some comments, leave some five-star reviews, whatever you got to do, but we really appreciate it. Yeah. Reggie. Let's talk about a few different things. I haven't done a podcast in like three weeks because of my honeymoon. Yeah, but you've been in like, you've been in Italy though. I mean, for two yeah. weeks straight. I, I'm i not going to feel sorry for you. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, and I hate it where I am. I hate it being back home. I hate, you know, I hate Toronto. I hate, you know, the cold weather. Uh, Italy was gorgeous. And <laughs> while... You know, while I'm in Italy, I'm just thinking, how the hell does any MMA fighter come out of Italy? Yeah, that is a good question. It's a great like, first of all, I didn't see any gyms in Italy, but everybody's healthy looking. 
But like, I'm like, how could you ever have the aggression in your body? Like life is just so nice there. It's beautiful. The food is good. Memory's <sighs> good. People walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is it's amazing what those three things can do. <laughs> it is crazy. But so while I'm in Italy, though, uh, and, you know, while I had any free time I had, I was messaging some Italian fighters because I want to talk to them about growing up in Italy and becoming a fighter representing Italy. I have on the podcast next week, uh, she is the butcher's daughter, Manuelo, Manuela Marconetto. She is a young pro fighter. She's three and one. She's on a three fight win streak. And in a couple of weeks on October 29th, she makes her debut with Bellator at Bellator 287 in Milan. Ooh, cool. So we have her on the podcast next week. So please come on back next week. And uh, maybe Reggie will be co-hosting again. Huh? Maybe, huh? Yeah. maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, So, okay. So that's going to be next week. And we'll talk to someone that, that, you know, fights from Italy and we'll see all that jazz. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, Reggie, while I was away, there was a thing that came on online. And this is interesting because people often talk about fighters being self-employed individuals and they're kind of like subcontractors and they don't really have any benefits or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Well, in the Philippines, Yap, this is a, a gentleman, uh, he is now pushing for benefits for retired world champions. And this is in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Did you have a chance to take a look at this at all? I did. I did. And it's, it's a really interesting concept and theory, you know, for professional athletes that have competed either for a country or an international sports, right? Because, yeah. you know, they do give up their lives to compete for a country in an international sport. Um, and it is a job in a lot of respects. So it, it is interesting. It comes up in an employment setting when you're talking about retirement benefits, you know, things that someone would normally get with a normal, you know, nine to five. But these athletes, you know, go represent these countries, go in international competition, and then they're done and they're left with having to foot the bill themselves from their career, you know, and save during that career. And it, I, I think it's an interesting concept to have sports into the health and benefit and retirement area, you know? Yeah, it was interesting because even Slim Reaper made comment like, oh, when I'm done and I'm financially set and whatever. So young fighters now know that mm -hmm. hey, I've got to earn a boatload of money while I'm in my pro career, which doesn't last too long. Mm -hmm. And I've got to set myself up, which is great. I'm glad that young fighters know that. Mm -hmm. But this initiative is very cool in mm -hmm. the Philippines. And I really hope that this takes off because people often comment about like, you know, the lack of pay or, or whatever. And, you know, unfortunately, bad things can happen. Right. But so if this gentleman in the Philippines is able to push this through and actually get benefits from the government and this was healthcare benefits for uh -huh. retire uh, once they're retired it, there was death and funeral benefits right i was going to pay for their funeral mm -hmm. and then i think there was a pension as well if i'm not mistaken i believe so yes um i did reach out to again former guest yeah mm -hmm. i keep flexing on this podcast already but <laughs> former guest mark sangyao he's the head coach of team lakai in the philippines which is the mm -hmm. biggest gym in the philippines all these world champions there he was actually he was actually um mentioned in the article because uh -huh. team lakai is in that area of the philippines that this gentleman yap is from and i reached out to mark and i said hey do you know about this like what's going on he goes yep this is like legit this is something that's going to happen they're really trying to push this through it's great for our fighters mm -hmm. um and he said that he will let us know the minute he hears something so we've had him on before and he's like right involved with that yeah. um thing is that's weird is that i just like who's gonna pay for this i mean essentially you know the <laughs> the people <laughs> you know that's that, that's the thing it's like it's the same argument for any country right if, if it's going to be a country sponsored benefit it's probably gonna come from some taxation of the people of some sort mm. um and you know um depending on government spending in that country that year, you know, that might 
piss some people off. <laughs> well, their taxes go up and it probably isn't significant, but I know that, you know, it can be a controversial, you know, what government is supposed to pay for versus what the individual is responsible for. Yeah. And it's like, here's the thing that I wouldn't want to happen with this. I wouldn't want pro fighters mm -hmm. to now have to pay some sort of uh, fee, like, like pay some sort of uh, premium. Right. Right. While you're a professional athlete, I don't want them to have to pay into some benefit program mm -hmm. that then only pays out if you've ever achieved championship status. Right. Because right. then that could be really weird because mm -hmm. then you're kind of already the athletes that are poor, you're now taxing them. Right. So that you can pay the few that make it. Make it. Yes. Exactly. That's, so I'm worried about that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, also, I wonder in the Philippines, they're talking about like, obviously, it's for Filipino athletes. But what if you are similar to Tai Shea that I just put on the screen? She's half Filipino, half something. I forget. I apologize, Tai Shea. But she's half Filipino. Mm -hmm. Does she qualify for that benefit? I'm assuming it's only people born in the Philippines, but like naturalized citizens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you, you've got to ask questions too whether that would you know create I'll, I'll enter some law here jurisdiction shopping meaning like athletes wanting to change which flag that they're representing you know our country is going to start offering benefits packages to athletes to cross over to their you know <laughs> expat <laughs> you know and yeah i mean it really could because people move all the time for benefits right <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, in the States, people move all over the place to go to different gyms and stuff like that. In Asia, there are quite a few gyms all around Asia. Asia is a huge martial arts market. Mm -hmm. But can, I mean, if Philippines says, okay, hold on, world champions get benefits and you're a guy training, you know, just mm -hmm. across the border. I yep. have no idea what country borders Philippines, but if you're somewhere close, right. are you just like, well, hold on. I think I'm just going to train there. Right. At the possibility of gaining a bloody pension. Right. Right. And and to be honest, that might motivate with how, you know, you think about a, an athlete going out on their own, having to do that themselves. I think that would be motivation to, to go over personally. I, a health benefit, retirement pension. You know, that that's a lot of money for a person in their life. I know. Yeah. Like in. It could be something. So I don't know. This podcast may be filmed out of the Philippines very yeah. shortly. If they do a podcasting pension, Reggie, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving our families, Reggie. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. The couch. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyways, we will keep updated on that. Again, I've got like a, a direct line in with uh, Coach Mark. And so he said he's going to keep me up to date and whatever. And I trust him. Dude's right. a good guy. But I'm going to keep an eye on that story, man, because I want to see, like, what's going on with that. And uh, how do the benefits work out? I don't yep. know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Interesting. All right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is censorship. Yeah. There's so many things that happen while I was away. And so I was trying to keep up with different news articles. And I'm like, oh, God, I really want to talk about this. Oh, I really want to talk about this. So I've saved up a bunch. But... I didn't want to bring this up. I've talked about this before, but I, I sing here, Big John censorship. And here's a couple of article screenshots I'm going to put on screen. These are two articles that came up. Uh, mm -hmm. One is Big John McCarthy. So former UFC um, referee. He's the referee of mixed martial arts from the old days. Now he's employed with Bellator. Mm -hmm. Okay. UFC's number one competitor or number two competitor, number three competitor. I don't know. Main competitor. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast on his own time. So during employment, he's a commentator with Bellator. Mm -hmm. But on his own time, which is, you know, lots of time, right. he does a podcast. Mm -hmm. Every time I see a media outlet quote his podcast, it's him talking about UFC fighters. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And I'm like... Your company, Bellator, no offense, because we have plenty of Bellator fighters on this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's going under. That company cannot last too much longer. Okay. Interesting. How? I don't know this at all, but I'm okay. just saying. You're just speculating. It's cool. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. 
your your main commentator mm -hmm. his podcast i'm sure he talks about bellator but every time it makes the news it's him talking about ufc talking about ufc fighters talking about news in ufc blah 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 drama in ufc right reggie does the owner of bellator have any right to say big john zip it a lip it you got to talk about bellator only on your private podcast oh, you're Everyone hates my answer when they ask me these questions. It depends. It's always, it depends. It's lawyers, that's all we know how to say. That's all we're taught. But it really does. It depends on the nature of his contract, you know, with Bellator, whether it's, you know, exclusive, whether, you know, he's supposed to, you know, I, I've, I've seen contracts where they're like, you've got to mention the company name, you know, at least this many times per episode, you know, promote this many sponsors, you know, I mean, it just depends what, he is contractually bound to say. Um, but at the same time, you know, if he's also being hired to give opinion and everything that, you know, you wonder, does that also, you know, go into perhaps competing brands? And, you know, you've got to talk about, you know, whether monetize, if you are monetizing by bringing them up. So it, it's kind of an interesting balance, but really, what matters is the contract that he has with Bellator. Uh, so let's assume he's not breaching his contract every five minutes. Right. And that right now he's not in a contract mm -hmm. that, that um, precludes him from speaking about UFC. Mm -hmm. First question, I got two questions. First question is, as Big John... Mm -hmm should I not just talk about them? Because like, why would I do that? Because I want people to watch. I mean, I get it because you want your podcast to make money. Like you're saying, monetizing his podcast or making his yeah. podcast bigger. But if that's your employer, should you not be thinking like, okay, hold on. They could fire me at any time too. Mm -hmm. They could mm -hmm. go under at any time. So shouldn't as an individual, would you think that he should just be like, you know what, I'm just going to ease off on the UFC talk a little bit and I'm going to focus more on Bellator to help out my gift horse? Yes, I, I think so in in certain ways. Um, whether it's to sit in and hang out until whatever the inevitable, I don't know. But, you know, the loyalty of the brand and the loyalty of, you know, the person being branded as well. I mean, it, it's not just a unilateral loyalty. Like we hire yeah. you, you know, it, it should be reciprocal. I mean, that's the point of you being hired. So of course you want to be promotive of the person or entity that you're representing. But, you know, I, I am not a huge fan of censorship either. So, you know, if, I don't know if it's an interesting topic, if it's something that needs to be brought up and it's a public concern, I don't see why you wouldn't want to bring attention even to a personal podcast that's even brought back to the company, even if it's going under, it's still bringing traffic. So I don't know. I'm kind of mixed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the second question is, and I apologize, I'm not interviewing you, but we're just having a debate. I'm just but I... thinking it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you're the owner of Bellator, if you are Scott Coker, you said that it depends on the nature of the contract. If I'm Scott Coker, should I think about putting that in contracts for people? Oh, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, not. I think he should. Yeah, non competes, you know, non solicitation, non disparagement clauses, you know, don't d defame the company, don't talk about the agreement, you know, don't talk about brands XYZ, our biggest competitor. You can. You can contract for almost anything. Um, so I, I don't think it's a bad idea if you're worried about a specific brand being brought up too much. Put it in the contract. Yeah. Reggie, I feel <laughs> like they should do that. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like, hey, man, if, you, if you've if you got this company, you've got to start protecting your own asset in a way. Right. And I feel like if you were to see this continually and I tag Scott Coker in all my posts to show him, hey, this is what your main guy is doing. <laughs> like, you got to deal with this. Right. Uh, and then people get really mad at me online. When I <laughs> every every time I see a post about Big John talking about UFC, I go, hey. I don't think Big John should be talking about UFC. Right. Should, he should only be talking about Bell. people blast me. They go crazy. Right. I don't care because then at least they know what Fight Insight podcast is. But the guy with the stupid ideas 
but but I feel like like people get mad. They go, no, 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 he should be allowed to talk about whatever he wants. And I'm like, well, I don't think you're thinking it through. Like, right. It right. is his company, mm-hmm. you know? But I think Scott Coker should put it in contracts. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, when in doubt, write it down. I mean, if 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 you're if there's a possibility it could happen, I will say this as a lawyer. I mean, I, I can't tell you how often for business clients, because that's what I do is business and litigation, but how many times we tell someone to do something, they don't do it and then come back to us and it's double the cost to fix what they should have done right the first time. So with that in mind, put it in the contract. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, I, and I will, in a few weeks, I'm talking with a very high up person in 1FC, which is the main Asian um, mm-hmm. fighting organization, 1FC. I'm talking with someone very high up in that organization to come on the podcast in... I think two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited yeah. because one FC's owner just came out the other day talking about how he is like 110 million in the hole. Oh my God. In, in the last little while. And he's talking about his uh, investors and stuff like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some posts on our Instagram and stuff to kind of share that a little bit, yeah. but I'm really hoping to then angle it in or segue into a guest from one FC. And I'm going to try to corner him on a few questions. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want to, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, speaking about censorship and the company censoring you, mm-hmm. this perfectly just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Here is, and I didn't send this to you, Reggie, I apologize. Here is a letter from the UFC that was shared online. And I'm going to take away this. And obviously, you can't read this here. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> okay. But this is a letter from Hunter Campbell, UFC's chief business officer. It's to all athletes and managers. And what this letter essentially says, oops, hold on one sec here. What this letter essentially says is you may not bet on UFC fights. Mm -hmm. You, your team, and your coaches or whatever it is. But it's kind of broad sweeping. and And it's saying as part of our athlete conduct policy, whatever. You may not bet on a UFC fight at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you, What do you think about that? Well, I don't think it's any different than you know what baseball, basketball, NFL. You know, a lot of the professional sports organizations have these rules to prevent teams from either forfeiting or you know to actually keep sports in the game because like politics, <laughs> money can ruin <laughs> something very easily if it's a motivating factor. So um, keeping that as distant from the athlete as possible, I think is a good thing for the sport all around, but also for, I guess, the the purity of the game, for instance. Yeah. I mean, the pro- I get that that's the idea. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. when you're, when you're in a, uh, basketball league mm-hmm. right and so let's say you wanted to shave points or you want to f- throw a game mm-hmm. the problem though is that you've got like 40 games a season right a fighter only has like two to three fights a year right right 10 to 20 fights in a career mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i guess but you're telling me fighters are throwing fights at the highest level for how much of a payday are you going to get? If I if I bet the farm on Sean O'Malley this weekend to beat Petter Yawn, it's only like a three to one. Like, I'm only going to triple my money. I'm not like right multi-quadrupling it. You know what I mean? Like 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. I don't know. It seems like a weird thing to do. And it is it is it are they overreaching because they're not even employees? I don't know. It. I guess, again, it depends on exactly if I could see like the the language of like who exactly it applies to. Is it like, you know, direct familial members that live in the household? Is it grandma, is it grandpa, is it your cousin? You know, uh, some far distant second cousin who was twice removed. I don't know, but that's a little far, right? Because I think that family members and stuff, that's a little different than the actual player or persons within the player's household. But yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying, though. You know, when you have a couple fights a year, you're not looking at a whole season. Your season are two plays, <laughs> really, right? Two games. So yeah, 
No. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to read through this very quickly as you're talking to see who it necessarily does. I know it say coaches and whatever I should have done better, but uh, no. bah, 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 bah. I don't know. It, it makes mention. I just I don't know. Scenario where, you know, for instance, say you take Vegas odds against somebody. I mean, if you know you're guaranteed to win, that they are going to throw that fight. And if a company got a hold of them and said, we'll make it worth your while, we will double you know, and you got someone to sign on to that. If you could get someone to rig a big fight, it could have some significant impact. I think. So not I, that someone would not do it. Yeah. I do agree, though, it would be probably the outlier of circumstances, but I think that's what they're trying to prevent altogether. Yeah, sorry, I see it here uh, at this time to recognize in the UFC athlete conduct policy, certain restrictions relating to wagering by our athletes, members of their teams, and certain others. So I guess at some point it's going to explain who certain others are. Maybe it's that cousin twice removed. I don't know. That would be a little weird, but I mean, I hope it's not that far reaching. Like now, what about, what about if you are a podcast host? <laughs> Can a UFC fighter call me? and say, hey, Tim, can you place this bet on me, man? Or place this bet against me? Like, obviously, that must be illegal. Yeah, but, that, or by, by this, it must be illegal, right? Somehow? Yeah, I mean, technically, at that point, you're kind of, when you're doing someone's bidding on their behalf, you're becoming an agent of them. Basically, you're doing their will. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that there's going to either be in that, you know, see more code of conduct. You know, I bet if you go over and reference that, it will talk about betting and you can't do it through another person, you know? Right. Maybe that's the certain others as well. Right. right. Maybe it will say whatever, but anyways, that's a weird thing. I know that's going around the internet as well. And like, people are like kind of confused at that. And it's so funny. I posted that on my Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I posted the link to it and I was like, Oh, this is weird. Blah, blah, blah. I think I posted a, yeah, I did. Hold on. I posted a poll. So let's see what the results is. So right. I, I posted it. I said, Hey, do you agree with this? And I gave three options. Yes, it eliminates dishonesty, any dishonesty. No, this is more overreach by Dana. And three, either way, just ask a friend to bet for you. All right. right. Let's, oh, 50% say get a friend to vote for you. Oh. My fans are not the smartest, right? <laughs> 30, 33% say no, it's overreach. And 17% say yes. Mm. Interesting. So on early poll results, we've got only 17% agree with something like this. Yeah. Again, I don't know how much people think about this. So I, I hope they watch this podcast to get this kind of balanced view. Right, right, right. Um, well, but, and you know, we've seen it in sports. Um, was it, it was uh, Coach Rose back, you know, in baseball back in the, was it 80s, 90s? early, you know, yeah. and that, I mean, betting on his own team, you know, it's, it happened, it, it's happened before. And, you know, it's, it's not, not a scare, but I, I think it's a very small, you know, risk, but. Now, interestingly, a UFC agent reached out to me or no, uh, an agent for UFC fighters reached out to me when he saw my post, uh -huh. he or she, mm -hmm. uh, -huh. uh and said, what the hell is this? Huh? And I'm like, you're an agent for UFC fighters. Have you not received this? Like, it's public in the world already at this point. Right, right. They, they said they have not. <gasps> and I said, well, you better go check with your fighters. Just mm -hmm. in case, so you don't get in trouble. But someone might have received this in there. Maybe it's in your junk email box. I don't know, right? But... That's there. And so this agent had no clue about it. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. I mean, and was there any, I, this is, this is me being new. Was there any previous ban on betting? Oh, I don't know if there was a, mm, I don't think so. Because that agent never told me about that, that, that oh, hey, this already exists. Like, okay. it, seemed, it seemed like it seemed new. Okay. I mean, the next time we have a UFC guest on the podcast, we can definitely ask them and just say, hey, is there anything? And we'll be able to talk about this and say, hey, what's the deal with this? Have you, you know, have you seen this or whatever? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, there was never anything in the news that ever said that anyone got in trouble for this. There's never been a fight that I can think of where it looks like someone threw it. Okay. Well, see, then that's a different scenario. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? I can't think of a fight where someone just kind of like lay down. Right. Right. And that's, 
that's why I say, you know, now, now saying that if, if it's not been a rule before and historically it's not been a problem, what problem are they trying to fix? You know, and, and is this the way to do it? Because otherwise it's just, you know, just paying the lawyers to write words for no reason. <laughs> well, you know, that's how we make a living though. <laughs> which, you're, which you're not against. Right. So that's fine. Uh, no, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I mean, this will segue into a conversation that we'll have on the podcast on another day. But uh, I don't know if you know, and we're not going to talk about this now because we're running down on time. But this is something we're going to talk about for sure, especially I've got a UFC fighter that I'm talking to about coming on the podcast, mm -hmm. who is very vocal about fighter pay, mm -hmm. um, which is always a hot topic. Mm -hmm. People are normally very mad saying that UFC fighters are paid way too low. This fighter has been vocal on Twitter recently saying we get paid a damn fine amount. So I'm very excited to have that guest on because I want to be able to say like, okay, well, cool. You think it's good. Explain to us why. Mm -hmm. But there's a controversy going on now with The Rock. Yeah. Are you a fan of The Rock? Love The Rock. Sorry. Everybody, everybody loves The Rock. Okay. I'm like, is that okay? I didn't know people did not like the anti-rock. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Nobody's really anti-rock. <laughs> These are obviously posters from back when he was wrestling, right? But okay. there's a there's drama going on right now with his shoes. Mm. And so just to leave the fans with something here, go research this so that when we talk about it on the podcast, you'll hear about it. But The Rock is with Under Armour mm -hmm. and he has his shoes. The fighters already have a contract that says they will wear whatever stuff um, they, they're given for fight week, and this is how much money you get. Mm -hmm. It's always been Reebok clothes. Now it's Venom clothes, as we all know. Mm -hmm. But The Rock has now thrown his shoes on their feet, mm -hmm. and the fighters get $0. Oh. Because the money that is already stipulated for clothing, uh -huh. which used to include all your stuff by Reebok, who made shoes, Venom doesn't make shoes, so now the UFC has just gone, okay, Rock, pay us a bunch of money. We'll put your shoes on all our fighters. But the contract already gives them a set amount. So now they're wearing two brands, making the same amount, $0 increase. The Rock sucks. Wow. This is the Rock's fault. Oh. I'm telling <laughs> Blame the Rock. Hashtag. Blame the Rock. <laughs> yeah. 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 New hashtag. Trend it. Uh, and it was funny. I watched the fights last weekend and... Uh, Unless I'm insane, I feel like the camera kept looking at the shoes. <gasps> I feel like when the people took their shoes off, the camera would drop, and I don't remember them doing that before. That's some like covert product placement. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it is. I'm telling you, there's drama there. Reggie, as you get to know me, you will know that I am conspiracy all the way. Love it. Love half, half of the time, I'm close to being right. So, you know, it's pretty good. I used to think conspiracy theorists were just nut, just nutty. Okay, and now I believe all of them because yeah. I. <laughs> so don't worry, I, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This, I mean, this shoe thing is suspect. I don't like it. And then when I get that UFC fighter on who's talking about the pay, I do want to ask him about this. Yeah. Be like, hey, man, what the hell is the shoe deal? Are you cool with this? And the shoes are ugly too. Are I they? Do I you mean, own Do you own any Under Armour shoes? I do not. I do yeah, not. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yes. Like workout gear. Absolutely. But no, I've never done shoes. Yeah. Their shoes are not the greatest looking. And then the shoes that they give the fighters are red, like, mm -hmm. which I bought red shoes and my wife made me promptly return them. She said, who do you think you are? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I bought these by accident, honey. Well, if you're walking out on the NBA courts or, you know, you can wear A rap red video. Right, but I mean, if you're if you're walking around, the show, I, don't, I don't know, you, you might, you'll stand out. I, I'm all for a good vibe and bold color, so go for it. I say. just yeah, it. yeah. I don't know. Not when you're wearing size 12, 13 shoes. It's just like a giant red siren or like a pylon on the bottom of my leg. So no, it doesn't work. Uh, Reggie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been fantastic. For people that don't know, I I came across Reggie in doing some research on another guest who was a guest on your podcast. So I was doing some research and I was like, man, this is a cool person, really knows how to interview well, really knows how to present well on a podcast. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and thanks. And I hope to come again.
Definitely. I really do want you to come back. So guys, uh, before we let you go, please again, follow, subscribe, do all that jazz. You know where to find Reggie in law. You know where to find us. Tell your friends about us. It's the way that we grow. Uh, Reggie, right around now, you're going to start seeing some podcasts that will show up on the screen. So click on those. Yes. Anything you want to say before we go? No, I hope to be back. All right, Reggie, see you later. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.